Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit and maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well, we have a fun episode for you today. We have an incredible guest. We are going to be chatting with um, Leon Legothetis. Leon is the star of Netflix's hit show, The Kindness Diaries. And Leon, in this show, basically travels the world and has to rely on the kindness of strangers. He does not have any money with him. He literally every single night has to rely on both food and shelter, on the kindness of strangers. It's this incredible sort of social experiment that reveals how kind people can truly be. So I'm going to be chatting with him about how we can each cultivate kindness. And we're also talking about his new book, which is a fantastic um, workbook called Go Be Kind. Um, So we're going to talk about that in a sec. But Sarah... How have you been? <laughs> um, pretty good. <laughs> What's new? Um, hello. It's almost summertime. I mean, I, I yes. just I am Cannot like not believe it. What? Do, I swear to you, does not does it not feel like school just started? Like this, I know. I mean, it feels like it just started. It does feel like that. It is just like spring has sprung. School is out soon. I'm doing the whole camp shuffle. I mean, you know, Me too. oh my gosh, the camp shuffle every year it's like i feel like most of april uh, is me figuring out camps every it year is, it is and you know it's it's like a puzzle piece and i, I have four kids with different interests uh, it's like puzzling it all together well do you feel i mean i don't know malu is she's pretty easy she she loves art she like she's athletic i mean I, it's just like there's just almost too many options for her. It's just kind of like mm. trying to narrow it down. But my son, it's just, you know, he's in middle school. He yes. um he just wants to like hang out with his friends on Google Hangout or see them, you know, in person, do like, you know, like gaming and stuff. I kind of feel like it's almost a waste of money at this point yeah. putting him in camps, but at the same time, I don't want to leave him around the house watching screens. All summer long totally you know oh, i i mean i basically feel like we pay for camp so that our kids are not watching television all summer long that is the like, truth a hundred percent yeah so i don't know he he kind of likes theater so i've got him signed up for a couple of um oh little you know theater classes and he he really likes comedy somehow i managed it's awesome i found like a an improv comedy class that um, it's like a, it's just a week long this little camp that I think he's gonna like, but basically I have found three weeks out of the entire summer. The rest of the summer I don't know what I'm gonna do with him. That's hard. And you know, yeah. it's, it's easy for me because you know he's a tween. He is happy to be in his room with the door shut. Right. So it's not like he's bothering me, but it makes me, I just kind of feel like a really bad person if I just like, hey, are you no. up there? Do you want any food? Hello, are you alive? I know. You know? No, I I feel like that too. I totally feel like that too. I feel like my kids need the stimulation. They need to get out of the house because if they're here, yeah, they're just gonna keep gravitating back to the television, and then I'll be like, that's enough TV. Then they'll be like. 
like, okay, well, I'm going to go on my iPad. You know, it's just like I know. rotating uh, screens at home. And you know, there's like, so kids are so different. You know, Malou's the type that she'll get on her screen, but you know, after like 35, 40 minutes, she's just, she's just more active. She's like, she has to get off it. She wants to run around. She wants to do something with her hands. But Derby, I mean, he would be perfectly content staring yeah. at a screen 24 seven. It's, it's just totally. It, so I don't know what. I've got to find he he's really good at coding, and okay, oh I, yeah, I'm putting it out there. And actually, I'm gonna put this on the Facebook group. I'm just thinking of this right now. He actually is really great at coding, um, and he loves coding. Does anyone out there know of any cool coding camps in Oklahoma City in the Oklahoma City area? Oh, there, there there's got to be to be some. He did because one. I know there's a bunch out here. Yeah, he did one like a week long one last summer, and the teacher who was like 60 years old even said you know, this kid is coding on a high school level. Like he's, he, oh, he's really good. Um, but it was only one week and they're not, they're not doing it again this year. So I know there's got to be something out there and I'm going to post this on the Facebook group too, because he, I, I would love to send him to something that he would actually enjoy doing and learn something, you know? Well, <laughs> you know, nice. <laughs> is, is Derby into Dungeons and Dragons at all? He's not. Because there is a camp out here, which I thought was fascinating, yeah. that does a week of Dungeons and Dragons camp. Now, none of my kids are into it either, yeah. but I have some friends who have kids that are really, I mean, it's making a big resurgence. See, I, I would actually love it if you'd get into Dungeons and Dragons. Anything that's like old school, I love yeah. that. You know, and he loves, I mean, the only video games he plays are old school Nintendo, like 8-bit games and 16-bit games. So he kind of yeah. has that retro about him. He doesn't really play totally. anything new. So yeah, I just need to do, I need to definitely do more research for him, but I just don't want him sitting around all nope. day. But it's crazy because, it, you know, schools get out in Oklahoma, you know, at the third, fourth week of May. So that's crazy. <laughs> it's and like you know, happening. we go until the end of June. Yeah, I know. But it's then so we're crazy. we're out until September. Right, right. What about you? Well, I, you know, I talked about this in the Facebook community group a while back, but it just happened again. I am just having the worst ovary pain when I'm ovulating. Oh, yeah. Like I swear yes. it is this, it is as intense as menstrual cramps. So now I have two cramps. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Okay. This is my theory. I'm not a medical doctor, but I read when you were talking about this and how it, you're ovulating like really early in your period. Yes. Remember on that episode when I told you about how I saw my OBGYN and we were doing a transvaginal ultrasound yes. and she was like, oh, you just ovulated and I was still actually bleeding like from my barely period. Off your period. Yeah. It was day right. seven. It was day seven. So what I think, I think what happens is at our age- ovulation just isn't like a 24-hour thing anymore. I mean, you know, when the egg actually bursts from the follicle, yes. But right. I feel like it takes our bodies oh, a week of just like the surge of the hormones like up and right. down to make it happen because I yep. feel like the week around my ovulation is worse than my actual period. Yeah. Just the pain, the emotions, the anxiety. Um, yeah. Just I feel like I, I experience pain in general like it's heightened like if i have a headache yes. it's worse is that does that happen <gasps> with you yes yeah. absolutely i am aware of every little sensation yes. and yes i my anxiety is spiked to the point where i'm like could i be having my period but i just had it like i know i'm ovulating right, right. so my my guess has to be it's just 
our hormones are just whack-a-doodle trying to get to that point where it actually can create, you know, the egg coming out of the follicle. And that involves days ahead and that yeah. creates pain. And I don't right. know, just seriously, like give me menopause, please. Now. I know. Like what? I mean, there's times when I think like if I just removed all these organs could, and then went on hormones, it couldn't be worse than now. Well, I don't know. My mom, you know, I talked to her about it. She did not have it doesn't seem like she had a lot of perimenopausal issues. She had like really heavy periods and she had the fibrocystic breasts like I have too, you know, where she had to have cysts uh -huh. aspirated and stuff. But she tells right. me, she's like, I mean, she's like, it's just so much easier on the other side. It's just easier. Yeah. You're, you're not, your hormones are not fluctuating like crazy. You're not dealing with all the crazy emotions. You're not dealing with the period, the cramps, the ovulation. So I mean, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. Yeah, but right? that's so long. That's so far away, Oh my gosh, I know. Sarah. It's like 10 years. I mean, I think yeah. she – do you know when your mom went through menopause? I don't. I need to ask her. Yeah. I think my mom was like in her mid-50s. So yeah, I've got 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, same. Oh, dude. Cool. Dude. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you're having that pain because it really hurts and it makes – it's like, am I having appendicitis? <laughs> like Totally. It's really distracting. I start going like, what's happening here? Yeah. Do you take anything for it? No. Yeah, that's how I am. I feel like nothing really works. Well, and I have this issue now, too, where Advil, like, rips up my stomach. Mm, yes. And so it's like, well, do I want to take an Advil to take that away, but then my stomach will hurt. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh. Oh, Kristen, I am so sorry. I don't but know. you know what? It's just hold on. Hold on tight because yeah. it's not yeah. – we're not going – it's not going away. I know. So lame. Well, our next sponsor offers a fantastic way to stay in touch and connect with your family. In fact, it's a perfect Mother's Day gift if you're looking for something meaningful or if you waited until the last minute to get something meaningful. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with you and with family with weekly emailed story prompts, questions you never thought to ask. At the end of the year, they'll get all of these stories bound into a beautiful hardcover book. It can strengthen your family bonds, and it can absolutely help you get to know your loved ones in a whole new way. In fact, everyone I know, including myself, who has used StoryWorth has learned something new and interesting about their parents. With StoryWorth, your relatives are invited to write stories and upload photos. They can do it by email, on the web, or in the app. You can save and edit all your stories on StoryWorth.com. As I mentioned, it's a great gift for Mother's Day or for Father's Day, even at last minute. Prompts really are thoughtful. My family is scattered across the U.S. and it's such a good way to bring us together since everyone can receive the stories. So for $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com selfie when you subscribe. Again, that's StoryWorth.com selfie for $20 off. What do you have for two thumbs up this week? Okay, I've got two things. Um... I have talked about the Petivore beauty box before, haven't I? Didn't yes. I put it in our gift guide? Uh-huh. It's you a good one. Guys, they have been stepping it up so major lately. So if you don't know, Petivore is a monthly subscription box. It's $18 a month. And it has usually between $50 to $60 worth of um, cruelty-free beauty products. Um, but not just like it's 
skincare, cosmetics, body care. They've been really into body care lately. I've been getting these amazing like body oils and all this stuff. Um, and then it usually has like one full size item and then the, the rest are like deluxe sample sizes, which I don't know, like I love because I don't want to get a full size of something that what if I don't like it? I hate when that happens. So oh, totally. It's so nice to get a small size at first. It is because and then Petivore has a shop. So everything that comes in the boxes, you can buy whenever you want on their website, which I love, love, love. So um, it's been so good, you guys. Just the past couple of months, I have just been getting stuff that I adore. So I if you guys are, you got, I'm telling you, it's $18 a month. It's so fantastic. I don't know why I'm not doing this. Yeah. And hello, I have a code for 25% off your first box. Ooh. Put it, I'll put it in the in the notes. Digging that, digging that beauty box, loving it. Um, the other one is I I've really stepped it up with my facial sunscreen. Mm. I'm gonna be honest, I don't people always ask me what I wear on my face, my, what SPF, and unless it's the summer, I don't. I just don't. Cause me too. I just yeah. I like to get a little bit of vitamin D. And in the winter, my face is basically the only thing that's getting sun exposure. And I'm just mm-hmm. not outside enough to I'm not concerned. But now the dog walking, like I am outside a lot more now. And yeah, the sun and I true. I have started to notice I'm getting sunspots. Like they're really darkening oh. on my face. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I gotta step it up. So I have been like testing all these different facial sunscreens because I hate the ones that feel like your face can't breathe or that look kind of white or because you know of course I want to use natural stuff. But I found one oh, I've actually been using this for about a year, but now I'm actually using it every day. It's by Hint. Hint Beauty and that, you know, they're completely green and it's an SPF sun primer. It's moisturizing, but super like thick. It absorbs really fast. Like there's not. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which I just don't like it when my face feels like it's sweating underneath something. Do you ever get that? Like where it just feels oh, like. Oh, God. I can't stand oh my that gosh. feeling. It feels like it's sweating. Well, and that is how it feels with a lot of the green um, because they're based in what's it called? The white stuff. They're, it's the, either um, zinc or titanium dioxide. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Right. And it, that can really feel like you're trapped under that lotion. Totally. Because they're physical blocks, not chemical yeah. blocks. So this one actually does not feel that way, but it's still green. And it's really nice because it it's kind of a primer as well. So it looks really lovely on your face. There's no white cast and your makeup goes on really well over it. Ooh, that's awesome. Really, really like it. And I think I think any skin type, even if you're oilier, oilier could really wear this because it's not, it's not greasy. I really like it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What about you? Okay, well, I have um, one of mine is, you know, I have been trying to find travel options for myself that don't involve water, Mm. meaning I bought a shampoo bar, I bought a conditioner bar. I'm trying to get away from like having to pull stuff out when I'm going through security, right? Right. So I found an awesome lotion bar. What? A lotion bar? A lotion bar. Yes. What? And what's cool about it too is, you know how we were talking about how like bar soap is better because when anything has water, it has to have some preservatives. Right. And so this this is a company called Cosmetology, but Cosma is like K-O-S-M-A, like like cosmetology. Okay. So they they created this product because they had a child with eczema um, and they wanted to avoid the you know, preservatives that are in water-containing lotion. So it's this 
bar that's just like a deodorant, right? So you roll it up and then you rub it on, you know, rub it on yourself and it's like the perfect lotion. And they have all these amazing scents. They have mint herbal fresh. They have botanical bliss. And it's all totally natural based on shea butter and olive oil. Now, does it feel like really hydrating? I mean, it feels like you're getting hydration. Oh, it it feels really hydrating. I mean, like I actually gave a bar to Kembe because he gets ashy and he was going up to, they do this science camp that's up in like the woods and it's really cold up there. And like the, all of the warning from every teacher was like, bring lotion and bring chapstick. Right. Like it's so dry up there. Right. So I'm like, oh gosh, Kembe's skin is going to turn to like lizard skin. So I sent a bar up with him and he came back with his skin looking perfect. I mean, it is really hydrating because it's, it's solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you're and, – and what I really like about it too is I like shea butter. Right. But I don't like the experience of putting it on my hands and then rubbing it on my legs and then you've got the shea butter on your hands. Um, yes. I totally know what you're talking about. So this is – again, it's like a deodorant stick. So you just rub it on your legs and it's not on your hands. I'm sitting here thinking how great it would be too. Like you said, you're using it for Kimbe. You know, my son, he gets his, he oh, he's just so dry. His legs are so dry and he doesn't yeah. he doesn't care, you know? And he gets in the car Same. and I'm like, your yeah. skin is just totally yeah. white and flaky. Totally. He would totally do this. Just a lotion yeah. bar, just rub it on. Yeah. I this is fantastic. Oh, I really like this product. And then again, this is a thing that you can drop into a travel kit yes. and it doesn't count as a liquid. I love it. Yeah. Good find, Kristen. I know. So we're, yeah, we're going on a trip. We're going to Florida next week. And so I've got almost all of my toiletries are non-liquid, like don't count, don't have to pull them out. Yeah. <laughs> on the ball. Okay. And then my other... Um, recommendation is this really cool, very analog. Um, it's called a Buddha board. And it I don't even know how to explain it. It's its funny. Actually, my ex has one. And that's where I got the idea. And then I got one. Um, it is a board that um, you use, you, you can water paint on. And when you use water um, and a paintbrush, it turns black and it just slowly dissolves away. So it's this really zen, like you can just sit there and doodle on it. And it's like this nice like sensory experience. Kind of like, have you ever done like a zen garden where you yeah, so rake? Like, yes. Yes. It's like that. So it's just this little board that you can sit on a desk or sit in your living room. It's actually a great therapy office kind of a thing. Yeah. And you just, all you have to have there is a little tray of water and the brush. And you can just, and it's like this great brush that like, you you know it, it looks very kind of like calligraphy ish uh -huh, yeah um and you can just paint on it and then it you know kind of dries and goes away in like 10 minutes and then you can paint something new it's really, really soothing cool. and calming yeah it's really cool interesting what what's it made of i don't know it's kind of like papery but it's like a hard board that is I don't so know. interesting I'm looking at it right now to try to figure out what it's made of. And you just use this little pin that comes with it. and It's a bamboo brush. Mm -hmm. And then it, there's a water tray. Okay. Um, that is also a stand. So you like stick it on the stand. You put a little water in there. 
Um, but I don't know what I don't know what voodoo it's made of. Yeah. It's made of magic. I don't know. <laughs> it's made of magic, Sarah. Just come on, Sarah, yeah. get with it. Magic. <laughs> don't you know? Okay, I like that. Everybody needs something like that in their life. Just especially to like if you're calm. in a business with a waiting room. You need this in your waiting room. Yes. Because it's just, you know, everyone can just reuse, reuse, reuse. Yeah, I love it. That's a good one. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break for a word from one of our sponsors. Care of is a great service for getting vitamins, protein, all of the things you need to get a boost energy, better sleep. They have a fantastic online quiz that lets you know exactly what you need to be taking. It asks about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices. And in five minutes, you can find out your personal, actually science-backed recommendations for daily vitamins. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you're supposed to be taking. And so they've taken the guesswork out of it. They deliver daily vitamin and supplement packs, individualized cute little packs, all customized to your recommendations so you're only taking what you really need. The thing that I love the very most about this, it's, it sends a box every single month right to your door with a pack for every single day. I have my pack sitting right there in my bathroom. I open it up every morning, take my pack. It makes it super simple. I don't have to wonder if I'm taking the right thing or the right combination. And I don't even have to go to the store and purchase it. It shows up right at my door. They now have protein powders available and everything is personalized to you. For 30% off your care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code SELFIE30. Again, for 30% off, go to takecareof.com and enter the code SELFIE30. All right, guys. Well, I am on with Leon Legothetis, and we are really excited to have him on. He has an amazing Netflix series. Um, If you have not seen it, I cannot encourage you to watch it enough, particularly with your kids, because it is a real empathy building experience. And he also has a new book called Go Be Kind, also fantastic for both adults and kids. So Leon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. So, you know, you, I know that you have an interesting origin story. You did not start off as, you know, a world traveler, inspirational speaker. You started off in the business world. Yeah. So I used to be a broker. Um, and on the outside, I had, you know, pretty much everything you would want. But on the inside, I had pretty much nothing you would want. And I stumbled across the movie The Motorcycle Diaries, mm. which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara yeah. traveling around South America relying on kindness. Yeah. And yeah, and it really touched my life in a in a very beautiful way and I ended up quitting my job to go and travel around the world on kindness. Um and I realized after watching that movie that there was another way to live and I didn't have to sit behind that desk. That is wild. I yeah, that is a real change. I mean, when you kind of embarked on that journey, what were some of the fears that you had, or or were you just like, "Let's do it. I'm ready." No, there were a lot of fears. The first fear was like, "Is anyone actually going to be kind?" Right. <laughs> what was your What but, was your hypothesis walking into that? Well, my hypothesis was that there would be kind people, yeah, and uh, that I would manage to get from. Uh, I was actually going to walk or hitchhike from Times Square to the Hollywood sign, mm. and the hypothesis was that people would help. But you know, you never know if that's yeah. really going to happen. So I remember arriving in uh, Times Square and thinking to myself, "Oh no, what have I done? This is bad." How the hell <laughs> am I going to get out of Times Square? And I remember it took me a long time to even get out of Times Square. Yeah. Well, that might be an area of the world where there's perhaps less kindness. I don't know. 
probably, probably. <laughs> or, or more cynicism, perhaps. Um, and what did you find? I mean, as you embarked on this journey, did you find that people were kinder than you thought they would be? Did you find it was a mixed bag? I, I definitely found that there was a goodness in humanity that I was completely unaware of. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that everyone was kind because clearly they weren't. But uh, more often than not, I did connect with good-hearted people. Um, but not, you know, not everyone helped. Many people didn't, and that's okay. But you find that one person who who was really willing to like open their heart and or open their home, and uh, magic would happen at that moment. Yeah, and you made some incredible connections along the way. I mean, can you share maybe a story or two of, of some of the more poignant connections that you made in your travels? Yeah. So when I was doing the, the, the kindness diaries, which was the show where I circumnavigated the world relying on kindness, I ended up in Pittsburgh and um, I would go up to people and I'd say, you know, after talking to them for a little bit, I'd say, can I stay in your house tonight? And uh, many of them would say no, which is, of course, completely understandable. Um, but I would keep going until I found that one person who I could connect with. And this, uh, this chap, after asking him if I could stay in his house, he turns around and he says, well, you know what? I'm really sorry, but I'm homeless. So I'm like, well, you know, I feel a lot of shame because I've just asked a homeless man to stay in his house. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to walk off. Uh, and he turns around and he says, well, you know what? If you want, you can stay with me tonight. I'll feed you. I'll protect you. And I'll give you some clothes. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and, and ultimately, that's exactly what ended up happening. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. And he taught me some really beautiful lessons. I bet. I bet. What, it, what an experience to sort of live in his shoes, even just for a night. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he taught me that kindness is free. Yeah. Um, and that if he can be kind, then why can't I? Right. Yeah, isn't that the truth? It it is incredible to me that kindness really isn't reliant upon someone's wealth or their material possessions that, you know, people can be incredibly wealthy and they can be kind or unkind. And at the same time, people can have nothing and you can find they are the most kind people out there and most generous. Definitely. And and then that's and that's really what sleeping on the can do it then why can't I and if if I can do it then why can't you yeah absolutely did you find you know a running thread between the people that tended to be more kind were there personality traits or life experiences that would lend people to be more kind than others I would say that the people that were kinder were the people that were more connected to their hearts yeah and and the people that were maybe less kind were, were more stuck in their minds right yeah, absolutely. How do we cultivate kindness for ourselves if this is something that, you know, I, I think a lot of people hold a value that we want to be kind, um, but we might find that just in our day-to-day pursuits, um, we're, not, we're not really cultivating that in our heart. How do we do that? Do you have any advice on, on that? Find the kindest person you know. Mm-hmm. and spend as much time with them as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and, and through osmosis you will feel their presence and their love and it will kind of inspire you to do the same. Mm, That's good. Yeah, that's really good. What do you think are some of the barriers to kindness? What are we, you know, in a pursuit of kindness, what are, what are our biggest stumbling blocks? 
the greatest stumbling block, in my opinion, is fear. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically fear around vulnerability. Yeah. Because to be kind, to a certain degree, you have to be vulnerable. And if you're vulnerable, you run the risk of being squashed. And who wants to be squashed? Right. So that would be the greatest stumbling block to people showing their hearts, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Learning how to be vulnerable. That's hard. <laughs> that's a that's a hard task. Was that a hard one for you? Or yeah, I mean, it's not it's not easy. But once again, if you find someone safe, mm-hmm. that one human being who's safe in your life, who you know you can be vulnerable with, then it becomes easier to do it with other people. But I think we all need a witness, a witness to our pain, a witness to our to our to our fears, a witness to our sufferings, who won't judge us, who won't. Uh, treat us with disdain mm-hmm. and once you find that one person you can slowly come out of your shell yeah yeah a safe person and that non-judgmental aspect is so important and also really hard to find yeah it, it, it is hard but um there are people out there and i and i think that one of the greatest things that as human beings we need is to find that one witness because mm-hmm. that witness sees you in your entirety and uh, once you feel seen in your entirety you you are freer to uh, be the magnificent human that you were always meant to be yeah wow i love that i mean i have certainly found that true in my own life that when i have you know a, a small group of people who see every part of me even the ugly parts and feel accepted there's just really nothing more powerful than that Yes, it is. It is literally one of the most, if not the most powerful thing that you can give to another person. It sure is. It sure is. How does empathy play into kindness? And, you know, are, are these um, mutually exclusive? Or, you know, how, how, how much of our own cultivation of empathy plays into our ability to be kind? I think empathy is, is, is very, very important. Um, I, I believe that when we ask ourselves, what does it feel like when someone is unkind? We kind of like, okay, it feels bad. What does it feel like when someone is is kind? Okay, it feels good. And then you get that feeling and you can transfer it to the other person. You're like, okay, I know what it feels like when someone is mean to me. So they're being mean to him. So I know how he feels. So I'm going to step in and mm-hmm. make sure he feels good. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Any tips on cultivating empathy? Tips on cultivating empathy. Um, I, I would say get in touch with your own feelings. Mm. Because when you are in touch with your own feelings, you cannot help but be in touch with other people's feelings. Right. It's so true. Yeah. it's You've, you've got to have to – you kind of have to have um, – a, a language for feelings too, you know, in order to tap into other people's, you have to have some emotional intelligence on your own. It seems like. Yes, absolutely. I would call it more feeling intelligence because mm. emotions are one thing. Yes, they're feelings, but really burrowing down to the, to the issue of feeling, feeling, mm. feeling, feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious also as, as you know, you kind of ventured into this, um, kindness space, 
How did you find um, xenophobia or fear of other to um, to play a part in kindness or or to be a barrier to kindness? Or and did you ever find people overcoming that in order to be more kind? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things that I noticed on my journeys, and really one of one of the main lessons I took away, was that we're all the same. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter right. what religion you are. It doesn't matter what, what, uh, how much money you have, how little money you have. At base, we all just want to be seen. Yeah. At, at base, we just want to be heard. We want to be loved. I remember I was in India and I had spent a night sleeping in the slums and I woke up in the morning and I saw this lady who, who was kissing her two kids goodbye for school. And I realized in that moment that her love for her kids is exactly the same as our love for our kids. Sure. We're the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really think there's nothing quite like travel um, to, to really learn that lesson when you really get to experience other cultures that, you know, might seem very different on the outside to then recognize, I mean, exactly what you said, that we're all worried about our kids. We're all wanting to find love. We're all wanting to be known and seen. Um, you know, there, there's so much more, um, that we share in common than not. Um, even though in our political climate, that might not always be as, as apparent as it should be. Yeah. And I would say another thing, turn off the news Yeah, because the news gives us this dystopian rea uh, reality of the world that is just not real. It doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. Clearly, bad things do happen. Terrible things happen. But more often than not, good things are happening. And mm -hmm. by, by watching the news and by being addicted to the news, which, look, let's be honest, I'm kind of am as well. <laughs> yeah. But when you, when you turn it off, you see nature, you see humanity in a totally different light. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, too, you know, when we get into, um, I, I can also be addicted to the news, and then we get into this sort of outrage culture, outrage machine, where we're just, we're angry all the time, but we don't really know what to do about it. And I have found, when I've been in those places in my life, the best thing I can do is turn it off and go serve locally. You know, I, I go figure out a thing that I can do for someone I, you know, in my own community. Like I, I can't solve, you know, what's happening in Syria or, you know, an injustice I'm watching on the news, but I can just turn off the TV and go outside my house and help someone in my community. And that that is really helpful for me too. And that's what kindness is. It's about showing up moment to moment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, opening your heart and sharing that love with as many people as you can. Absolutely. How do you feel like broadening your kindness has, you know, obviously um, we do kindness for others, but how do you feel it has um, strengthened and grown your, your own sense of self? Well, a wise man once said to me that the way to freedom is to be gentle to yourself. Mm-hmm. We would never allow others to treat us the way we treat ourselves. That's the truth. And he was right. So when you when you find yourself, you know, bashing yourself, remember that the way to freedom is to treat yourself with gentleness. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, one of my next questions was going to be, 
you know, how do you care for yourself as you're, you know, traveling the world and um, relying on the kindness of strangers? Um, and I would, I would imagine that being gentle to yourself is a part of that. Are there any other ways that you um, consider that you care for yourself, you know, in terms of self-care? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I do is I meditate every day. Okay. Uh, I've been doing that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not perfect by oh, any sure. stretch of the imagination. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm not gentle to myself and I need someone else to remind me. Like I was doing a, an Instagram live a couple of weeks ago and I, I'm not a professional Instagram liver. Let's put it <laughs> that way. And I was like bashing uh, myself on Instagram live. And someone said to me, you know, nicely, but they're like, man, you're the kindness guy and you're bashing yourself. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, you're right. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so hard. It's it's really hard. I mean, I, you know, I do, I host a podcast on self-care and I mm. struggle mightily with self-care. I think, you mm. know, we're all kind of on a journey and sometimes we gravitate um, to topics that we know are the ones that we need to refine in ourselves. Definitely. And, 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 you know, it's interesting because when I'm giving my speeches or, or when I'm, when I'm sharing like with you now, and now that you said that you do this self-care podcast and, and you are, you know, you're not the world's greatest self-carer, let's say. It's interesting because I learn so much about myself by, by teaching and by sharing. Mm -hmm. And you, you clearly doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that I have um, learned more than anything I've taught <laughs> mm -hmm. um, in doing this podcast. And, and it's a, yeah, it's a constant um, prodding for me to... to um, to self-improvement. Yeah. Well, wh how about for you? I mean, what's, what was a big learning for you in, um, in your experiences? Was there a surprise learning or something you didn't expect that you would learn along the I way? Mean, the, the yeah. The greatest surprise for me was that I used to live in a world that was, uh, filled with, with news, filled with negativity, filled yeah. with, um, you know, success being simply making money yes and uh, and and i thought that there weren't kind people out there and if you were kind you were weak and what the hell's wrong with you for being kind and by going out into the world i realized it's just just not true mm -hmm. um you can be kind and you can be strong you can be uh kind and still be super successful yeah um joseph campbell uh, has a famous quote, which I'm going to completely butcher. But basically, <laughs> he said something like, in order to live a magnificent life, you have to master both worlds. And what he meant, or what I think he meant, was you have to master the mind and you have to master the heart. Mm -hmm. And once you master both of those, yeah, it's, it's, it's game over in a good way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I want to talk about your new book. It's called Go Be Kind. And I love the way you've written this. I mean, even just right on the cover, you've got your own name and then you've got a blank for <laughs> what's the blank for? It's well, it's actually a journal. And the blank yeah. is because you get to go in there. You get to go in there. You get to, uh, you know, we're co-authors with you. Exactly. Um, and uh, there's lots of opportunities to color in it. There's opportunities to do adventures where you go out and you, you're kind uh, moment to moment. There's experiential adventures. And it's, it's the book isn't complete, 
until yeah. you do your part. I love that. I, I yeah. it's a, it's an incredibly creative book. It's beautiful. Um, the the artwork is so great, and I I'm excited to do this actually book with my kids. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's fantastic for adults, but you've really written it in such a way that it's very accessible for kids as well. Yeah, look, I, the beauty of kindness is it's universal. Yeah. So you can you can give a speech about it about about kindness to a, to an eight year old and pretty much the same speech to a hundred and eight year old, and and that's what the journal is all about as well. You can read it as an adult and be touched by it, and you can read it by as a kid and be touched by it. I love it. I love it. I I really am. I it, it's just I'm tickled by this book. I'm really <laughs> so impressed with it. Um and and really looking forward to this being an experience to do with my family and to to kind of cultivate to cultivate more kindness in our family. Um speaking of that, you know, do you have any tips for listeners who, you know, for whom maybe this whole kindness thing is is a muscle that's not well um, <laughs> well exercised yet? And, you know, maybe someone's listening and thinking, well, I, I'd like to be more kind, but that feels overwhelming and I'm not really sure where to start. You know, how do people start? Be kind to one person every day hmm. for the next 60 days. Hmm. And I guarantee you, that by the end of those 60 days, your life will have changed. Yeah. And when I talk about kindness, I mean simply helping someone feel less alone. Yeah. Once a day for 60 days. And I, I pretty much guarantee as well that by day four or five, you'll be being kind to many more people than one person. Right. Yeah. Well, it is. It's a muscle. And when you know when you start using it, you, you start seeing other opportunities. And um, I, I think kindness begets kindness for sure. Definitely, definitely. It's contagious, as they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Leon, what's next for you? you you're always on an adventure. <laughs> yeah. The next adventure, actually, is Kindness Diary Season 3. I will okay. be driving from Scotland wow. to Singapore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I realized you could drive that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? The only... The place you can't drive is uh, across the English Channel, but you can because you just go in a train under the under the channel. Got it. We got it. Wow. Well, that'll be fascinating. So that's going to take you through what countries? Um, oh, many, India? many countries. Uh, India, Turkmenis Malaysia. Yeah, Turkmenistan, China, wow, Uzbekistan, right. Mongolia, many countries. Oh, that'll be fascinating. That'll be fascinating. Okay, how do you? I I have a, just a curious question. How do you? How do you take care of yourself on the road? That's a great question. It's not easy. When you're doing yeah. these journeys, it's not easy because it's not just a physical exertion. It's oh, an emotional, right. It's, yeah, Absolutely. it's emotionally exerting. You know, you've got to really be present for the people that you meet. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you, just, you just keep going. You just keep going. Adrenaline keeps you going. Yeah. The love of the people you meet keeps you going. I mean, there is rest days as well, so that sure. works itself out. But it's it's a tough, tough challenge. It is. Are you an extrovert? Do you know what? I, I always used to say I'm an extroverted introvert. And then okay. I realized there was a word for that. It's called an ambivert. Yeah. So that's what I am. Okay. Most of the time, I'm pretty... I'm pretty um, uh, you know, reserved, mm -hmm. but, uh, I can, I can be both. You can be both, but how do you recharge? 
I recharge by <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I recharge by turning off my phone and just going into the wilderness and not speaking to anyone for a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're an introvert. You probably are an introvert at heart. You're an extroverted yes. introvert. I am exactly. too. And it, it can yeah. be confusing for people because I come off as very outgoing. Um, but at the end of the day, I need that silence to retreat and kind of recharge my batteries. It did. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I'm so excited we got to chat with you. Um, Go Be Kind is um, on Amazon and everywhere Uh, books are sold. (laughs) Everywhere books are sold. And people can find me on Instagram at The Kindness Guy. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care. Take care.